We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, if you haven't checked out What Chaos yet, you oughta, because we've had all your favorite players on the show. I'm talking Seth Jones, Lena Solmar, Connor Bedard, whoever it may be. We're live every day on YouTube at noon Eastern, but also available on all podcast platforms, including the one you're listening to right now. We got guests, and yeah, we're also doing a bit of chit-chat, goofing around, laughing at what makes us laugh in hockey. So regardless of how deep you are into your hockey fandom, Come listen to What Chaos. We'll talk about your favorite team. We'll talk about your least favorite team and everybody in between. And we're having a ton of fun doing it every single day, Monday through Thursday. It's What Chaos, presented by All City Network. The DNVR Avalanche Podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, the number one rated sportsbook app out there. If you don't want to make the bad boomer bets, all right, you go over to DraftKings Sportsbook and whatever you do, do not listen to my bet of the week because they never seem to work out. But my bet of the week this time is Kale McCarr to win the Hart Trophy at plus 8,500 for next season. woo if you want to take the safe bet, McKinnon is the favorite at plus 550. But I'm taking Kale McCarr to pop off. Going with it. Why not? Give it a shot. Because DraftKings Sportsbook has the awesome deal if you want to sign up for a new account right now with code DNVR, where you can get up to a bonus of $1,000. So jump on that, have a little bit of free money to play around with, and make some bets, whether it be on next year's Hart Trophy winner, on football, basketball, volleyball, Tennis, you name it, you can bet on just about any sport under the sun over at DraftKings Sportsbook, including the upcoming UFC 255. They're also giving MMA fans who sign up now a chance to triple their winnings for any bet placed on UFC 255. Great to jump on that as well. Highly recommend it. Uh, they're also super safe and reliable. So download their top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DNVR when you sign up to get that $1,000 bonus. Again, code DNVR for a limited time only on new accounts. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and first bet match. Each deposit bonus requires 25x playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. All right. So with gambling out of the way, the NHL, as they continue to say they might announce things and don't actually announce anything, did at least have some news come out today from various sources, Pierre Lebrun, Elliot Friedman, et cetera, et cetera, about moving towards returning to play, but things are not where everyone wants them to be, are they? <laughs> it turns out... Um... Money still talks. Yep. And when it comes to getting the league back on the ice, that's still everybody's number one consideration. Yep. 
which it's a business. It's going to be that way, but ultimately it's still, it's just, it's disappointing that all of the conversation is still revolving around money. Dollar dollar bills, y'all. And not, and not even the logistics of how this is going to, how this thing is going to work. Because right now it's, you know, reading reading what everybody's been talking about today, all these different, uh, all the different meetings that players that the NHLPA is having, uh, the different board of governors meetings. Like, it's pretty it's pretty obvious that we're not getting anywhere without the money, which makes perfect sense. Might as well start there. Yep. No need to no need to take the time hammering out the details of everything else if you can't even agree on the cash, right? Yep. But it's like. There's, it, it it sounds it sounds like everybody's just sort of shrugging their shoulders at the logistics of the rest of this, and be like, "Oh well, when we uh, when we figure this out, we're good." So that's naive. I mean, that's naive. They've got all yeah. this. So yeah. Um, the, the players, the players are in a really tough spot. They, I, they made an agreement, right? They, the just, CBA was signed already four months ago. They they ratified a new CBA. They made this. They made the agreement. Players already made their concessions. You know when when players have been unhappy in the past, owners have shrugged and said, "You made the, you made the deal that you made." And four months later, the owners are going back on it and saying. We need more well, money. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that wasn't the best deal for us. And asking for significant concessions from players before they have played one single game. Uh, right. It essentially, crazy. They, the the owners essentially gave the NHLPA two different um, options. One of significantly increasing the deferred money in the coming seasons and the other significantly increasing the escrow money in the coming seasons. I, yeah, that's not players aren't down with that escrow, man. That's yep. Uh, and if you read what Friedman wrote today, he's a hundred percent correct. Obviously not that I need to verify Elliot Friedman uh, <laughs> in, in saying that that's a dirty word for players. Yep. That's that's the most taboo thing in the world for them is is escrow. Mm-mm. Yeah, uh, they they're already they part of what they wanted in the CBA was the limit on escrow that constantly grows. Yep. and the double edged sword of the cap escalator is what is what put them there uh, in previous years. You know, players could trigger it, but it meant escrow growing up and. It's like, look, if the cap doesn't go up, then salaries don't go up. But if escrow is going up, that money's not going to us anyway. Like, it's going to us in contract terms. Like, contracts are getting bigger, but larger portions of the contract is disappearing. So it's it's put them it's put them in a bad spot. They made this agreement, and now players are being asked to to go back and give up more right off the top. We're not like two years into this. And oh well, our, our our revenue estimations are, are off a little bit, or whatever. Four months away, it just happened just a I few mean, months ago. And one of the big problems I have with it is, four months ago, there were no free agents, and a significant portion of the free agent players in the NHL, at least the big name ones that signed longer term deals put a lot of their money on the back end of deals because of the way this CBA was set up where over the yeah. next five years, the escrow cap was going to go down. So if you put all your money at the end of a five-year deal, you're going to get significantly more money into your pocket. Right. And they're trying to, they're trying to maximize the amount of money that they get to take home based on the agreement that the league made. Right. And now the league comes back and says, yeah, about that. What if we just raise the percentage in those last three years? And it just feels it feels like playing a dirty game to to change go back on that four months later, let alone at all. Big the big big thing there is that it basically impacts like three guys. Yeah. Because sure. so few 
long-term deals were handed out all in this offseason that there there just won't be as nearly as many as many of those guys impacted you know it's it's like Tory Krug and Petrangelo. Alex Petrangelo were there, there any other seven-year deals given out I mean there were a couple of other longer ones that it affects a little bit I think but yeah not none like crazy big outside of Petrangelo really yeah and really like Petrangelo was the only guy really who got like Paid, paid, paid. Yeah. You know, I, I guess crew go on a seven year deal. That adds up. I guess so technically he, he Josh Anderson has so. a seven year deal. <laughs> oh, Josh. I forgot Josh Anderson. Yeah. That's he got paid too. Yep. So, so yeah, there, there were some, there were some guys that, you know, this, this will affect them, but there are more Max Domi's and Andre Burakovsky's out there than we were certainly expecting coming into this yeah and you know it does like it does suck for those couple of guys but you also you know you got to do something you know we're we're i think we're probably always going to side with players when it comes yeah. to disputes with owners most likely um but at the same time it's like you you've got to be realistic the pandemic is still going on it's still changing you know we you the NHL we, is definitely losing money. <laughs> I kind of, I kind of want to go back and and pull up old episodes from when the pandemic began, and you and I were like, maybe late May the game will yeah, come back. Right? And like how like comically naive yep. it ended up being, just not yep. knowing how it was going to go, what what was going to happen. You know, there were doomsday predictions of millions of people dead, and not that, not that the 250,000 people who have died in the United States alone are irrelevant. I think that's a permanent blight upon our response to this, but it's, it naturally ended up somewhere in the middle of all of the black and white predictions. Yeah. And, and certainly it being the United States complicated things just because they did have 250,000 people that died, you know, we, more more people died in the Dakotas than South Korea. Yeah. You know, and that's that makes it hard to play pro sports and when you're talking it makes it hard to play any kind of sports when you're talking about thousands of people convening to watch this thing in person and especially the NHL like the NFL's losing tons of money too, but they have an unbelievable TV deal that helps them out. Right. The NHL is going to, you know, the the NHL is going to be trying to renegotiate their TV deal next summer coming off of a pandemic. And they're like, the they're the league that relies most on gate of of the big 4 easily. So it's a bigger deal for them in that regard as far as their financial yeah. state. And, and- you know, them talking about 60-game season, you know, we'll get into that. Them yeah. talking about a January 1st start still. Look, they've got to get something going. They, these camps are supposed to be opening up in less than a month. Yeah. That's... You know, we are, we are a week and a half away from December 1st, which is right around when the camps need to be opening up for the teams that did not play in the in the tournament over the summer. Those are teams with players who haven't played hockey. Some some of them went overseas, but some of those guys haven't yeah. played organized hockey in nine months. Yeah, and if you're going to ask them to show up, practice for a week, and jump into real NHL games that count, it's not going to be pretty. Yeah, they they've got to get something going. Um, that's why they're having all these meetings. But this is this is such a this is such a mess. Um. Getting into the and and you know Wolf he's got a good point here. We've I mean, kind of not talked about it this entire time, but altitude has a TV problem of its own. I still I think the reason we haven't talked about it is just because at the end of the day, it's not going to happen. Altitude well, will not be on Comcast ever again. Basically, there's there's nothing to say. Yeah, exactly. Like, neither neither side, as far as we know, neither side has moved. Um, this isn't. There haven't even been talks as far as we know. Like TV, TV contracts are like not something that we 
it's not we're our not, forte. Certainly, we're not yeah. we're not, ex- we're not experts in the field. Um, I wouldn't even say we're well versed in the field, which makes me really uncomfortable getting too into it. Uh, plus, like, I mean, that's the I, conversation, right? We'll get into it if we hear something, but yeah, no one has heard anything about it. To be honest, like, I'm quite fond of our our altitude TV people. Um, their jobs are on the line, and when people speak out negatively about altitude in this situation, they go hard at folks because that's their future. That's their, that's their careers on the line. And I definitely, I don't, I don't want any of them to think that I am anti-altitude because I'm not, I'm not anti-altitude at all. Um, They've operated. I'm assuming they're operating at a pretty significant loss. They've been doing it ever since, last Tom year when the deal ended. yeah um and i assume that they're going to continue to operate that way moving forward uh i the cronkies have invested so much in the infrastructure that they've built between altitude television and altitude radio and kind of owning all of their own rights that i don't i don't think like the cronkies don't operate businesses that lose money but at the same time they've done so much work in Denver to try and continue to pay themselves, you know, with owning everything. Yep. They, they, Ball well, Arena is theirs. The teams are theirs. The infrastructure is theirs. They've done all that work. They're not going to get bullied by Comcast. And they're not going to take a bad deal just to say that they've made one. They're going to hold their ground. And Comcast well, has made it pretty clear where they stand. They're, they're in a unique position because of owning all of that infrastructure too. That, yeah. Uh, you know, we're starting to see, and we've talked about this a little bit before, but just this past year, the Yankees bought out all their own rights to to produce their content online. Yeah. And At the look, same time, like the Yankees also removed MSG, uh, MSG, got pulled off of streaming services. Yep. So it's like, it's a little, it's a little like, it's a win that they get that they get their own TV rights and their own streaming rights. It's a loss that they're pulling them off of streaming services like YouTube TV. Sure, but I the question is, look, Cronky probably does have the infrastructure to to follow whatever path it is these Yankees are taking. If there's an organization you want to follow in these types of things, the Yankees is probably a good one. Yeah, well, and they have the they have the deep pockets to make it happen and we know the Cronkies do as well. Yeah. But at the point you brought up already, you don't get rich by running a business that's losing money. And uh, the outlook seems to be that, at least in the immediate, trying to to break off and and figure out your own streaming platform or whatever you want to do with that probably is going to lose you money. Again, AJ and I absolutely not experts in this, but this is this was coming from Altitude themselves saying doing something like that isn't viable right now. Yeah. And, you know, Chad brings up a great point by saying, you know, the, the, this is, this is like a small piece of a way bigger conversation for sure. Um, Where altitude and KSE are unique is that they, you know, the Cronkies, you know, KSE in general, they have the cash to operate altitude specifically at the loss needed to survive Comcast trying to strong arm them. But that's, I mean, they could that's, run it indefinitely if they wanted to. Yeah, right. Like they, they, there's no doubt that they could continue to. They make so much money from so many different other sources that they they could continue to operate altitude at a loss. And I, I think that's a big reason why we've seen it happen for a year plus now, is that they have continued to do it at a loss, and they they can survive it. The, they're they're one of the very few independent. Um, RSNs left, yeah, yeah, exactly, and and not under the AT and T umbrella or Comcast or Comcast NBC, whatever. Umbrella. Yeah, yeah. Th- there's um, like three major channels that run most of them. Yeah, right, and and they're able that where they have their power as the independent is that they can continue to operate that at a loss and say we're not going to give in to you. Yep. And at some point, it's either worth it to Comcast to say, look, you know, come it's on, been back, X or, amount yeah, of time. Right. They're not doing it. Let's just get them back onto our channels, or this is permanent. We've, we're dug in. Let them operate at a loss. Screw them. 
because because Comcast is a domi- is the dominant company in Denver specifically. And I think the Avs are in a unique spot when it comes to this too because they're the best they've been in a long time, which means two things. One, people are going to want to see them. Yeah. And two, they're going to get a lot of national games. Yeah. So people not only want to see them, but every couple of weeks, they're going to see what they're missing by not watching every single Avs game for those that do only watch on television. So I think there are a lot of things working in Altitude's favor in that regard. Yeah. There are certainly plenty of feathers in the cap that, you know, them them digging in and holding out should tell Comcast. We've done all the negotiating we're going to do. Yep. Like altitude, you know, and and according to all the people involved with the negotiations, altitude said, just give us the same deal. Right. It it was something like a 40% cut or something from Comcast that they wanted. Yeah. And, and Comcast was like, nah, I like, I, I understand where it's like, Look, you have to find a way to make a deal, but if the other side's just not negotiating, you know, think of this and think of this as a player contract negotiation where, you know, a guy, you think of this as back in the O'Reilly conversation, you know, yep. where he just held out and was like, no, I'm not signing anything. You're going yeah. to pay me what I think I'm worth and I'm not going to play. I'm going to go play in Russia. Yep. And it took a, took a third party to bail everybody out of that situation. And then the ads ultimately had to move him because when it got close to free agent time, he wasn't going to, he wasn't coming back. Yeah. It, it's interesting too, because the ads even had or altitude rather has even gone the third party route here by getting a deal done with direct TV. So they're on some television, right? And but... they've, they've tried to incentivize pe- as many people as possible to make the switch. Yep. They've said, hey, you make the switch, we will we will give you hookups. Let us know. And we will we will they tried to incentivize it as much as they reasonably could. And the people who are gonna make the switch did. At this point, I just don't I just don't think that it's gonna I don't think it's gonna happen. And the problem with the streaming service is that 25 30 bucks a month how many people are going to get that for altitude and there's not only will a lot of people not pay that strictly for altitude there's a very real possibility that 25 to 30 bucks isn't enough that's the problem is that if you're the 25 to 30 and pretty much any of the prices that people have thrown out there have not been have not been realistic for them to make streaming service viable for them and that's that's the problem. I what what I've said what I've said all along is that when it comes to streaming, altitude needs to come out and say this is the math. Yep. Just this just put the, the numbers out there. Exactly. Tell us why it's not tell us why it's not viable and why it isn't uh you know why what what do the numbers look like? You know, give us a number, give us a price point. If it's $50 a month, if it's not viable at $50 a month, the damn sure isn't going to be viable at 10, 20, 30. So if it's not viable at $50 a month, show us the math, break it down for us. Give us the transparency and tell us why it would end that entire conversation. The the thing is, Sean, who says, or rather Jesus, uh, I know I would, it's way cheaper than cable. Absolutely. For, for yeah. someone like me who pretty much only has cable to make sure I get abs games, but, that's not where Altitude is going to make their money off of a streaming service. They need to also rope in casual fans. So the problem with NHL TV is blackout restrictions. Yep. And for for people who are in the blackout zone for Colorado, if you're if you're not if you're not if you're not in that, then of course NHL TV is the way to go. This is literally a non-issue for non-Colorado and surrounding state residents, basically. Yeah. But like a total non like if I'm if I'm up here in Winnipeg permanently, I just get out to dinner, I just get an NHL TV, and this isn't this isn't even a conversation for me. I don't care about this anymore. Yep. But you know, I maintain my Colorado residence. I will be back there when play starts. When it come when they go on the road, and I'm assuming that the pandemic is still going to keep us out of locker rooms 
we're still going to be doing remote interviews. So I'm expecting going on the road for the first part of the season is going to be a massive waste of time, just like it was for the people who went during the the playoffs last year. As much as they want to, as much as they want to make it act like it, it was worth it. It wasn't. It's, it's a huge problem in Colorado right now. You can't watch abs games. You can't watch nuggets games unless you have direct TV. You just can't. And it sucks. Yeah, the NHL's blackout issue is a whole different can of worms, but we do have to take yeah. our first period break and acknowledge WGT Golf. Coming this Friday through Sunday, we'll be hosting another golf tournament, the Retro Open. All country clubs can participate. That is DNVR 1, 2, 3, and now 4, as well as we have a fourth country club in the works. I'm not sure if it's open yet, but it should be open either tonight or tomorrow. So you can jump into that one and play along with us on this weekend's tournament where you have a chance to win yourself some DNVR merch. You don't even have to win the tournament. All you have to do is play the course, which is going to be the old course at St. Andrews, and take a screenshot of your final score and send it in either to the DNVR Sports main Twitter account or info at thednvr.com. Either way, once you sent it off, you've been entered to win, and we'll choose a winner at the end of the weekend so get on it and good luck to you you can download the game at dnvrgolf.com and again search for dnvr4 to join our newest clubhouse and play along with us second period of the dnvr avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings sportsbook with rudo and aj didn't think we were going to get into this conversation but the the television situation uh, not only for the NHL, but for the Avs is a tough one. And particularly just because everything we've talked about is a moot point, unless the NHL is willing to distribute their online broadcasting rights to the teams, because right now the NHL owns all of that. Yeah. yeah look, bud, you want to just a detour real quick. Sorry, sure. but you want to act like you want to, you want to, you want to try and explain VPNs to everybody. Because for us, this is not a problem. You and I are not missing games. Right. And people that understand how to find games can find them. Like, let's yeah. be clear about that. But there I'm, are a large swath of Avs fans that don't know how or aren't interested in learning how. They just want it on their television. And yep. if it's not there, they're not going to watch it. Yep. They want to sit down, turn on their TV, go to the channel, and it's on. You know, like that's it. Like you and I, VPN. This is I've had a VPN for a freaking decade, yeah, man. I've been doing it, this for a long time. Not it's new, whatever. <laughs> but this is, yeah. <laughs> this is uh, this is not something that I'm gonna be able to explain to, like my second set of parents. You think it'd be? Yeah, I. You think I'm explaining to them? Like they. They didn't even have a they didn't even have a computer until like 2010. You think I'm explaining a VPN to those guys? <laughs> it's just not going to happen. Like it's it sucks. It's my my father. I, I've yeah. tried to send links in the past to him to get him to watch games, and it just something doesn't click sometimes for some people. And it, ease of availability is a huge thing when it comes to sports. You why do an absurd amount of people watch football in this country. One, because people um, love it, but two, because every single game is on a national channel every single week. Yeah. This is, this is again, like when we're talking about the, the power of ESPN. Yep. Instead versus the NBCSN and having and burying playoff games on freaking USA network. Yep. Like this is, this is where, Hey, sit down. It's on ESPN. Done. Pop it on and Yachty. you're done. I'm, 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 good. I'm set. There's no done. work on, on the consumer ESPN, side. Yep. Sports get played on ESPN. That's where I'm looking for sports. You put hockey on there, makes it that much easier for everybody involved. Agreed. Not that that solves the local issue, but you know, I mean, that speaks to the, to the ease of access, which is a huge conversation about yeah. television rights. Anyway, it's but anyway that's. Just a just a tough way, um, tough way that the NHLs had to had to try to build their way back into the market. Yep, the exclusive deal was a mistake. Um, anyway, kind of moving back into the topic that we were 
targeting for today. Um, the NHL is ex- hoping still to have games ready to go on January 1st, to have a league happening on January 1st. And what Friedman is hearing is that they're targeting a 60-game season uh, with all divisional play. We'll get into the divisions in a bit. Um, with back-to-back homestand-style, baseball-style uh, homestands and, and away series, as well as having at least a full week off for makeup games at the end of the season before the playoffs start. They're going to try and fit this in from January 1st with the playoffs ending in the middle of July. So that's six and a half months to play 60 games and the playoffs. Is it doable? It's definitely doable. And uh, the fact that they're they're pushing back the start of the playoffs uh, into May is a great thing. Like that they're willing to move that in and have the distance between the end of the season and the start of the postseason so that they have the flexibility to cancel games, to reschedule, to do whatever. It's very, very smart of them to build that in so that they're not making it up on the fly 100%. There will have to be some flexibility on the fly, but not completely making it up uh, and having some sort of plan in place. You have to have contingencies uh, in place with, Something as unpredictable as, as the, the this pandemic continues to be. Although I say it's unpredictable and we're we're in kind of a predictable position, I think. But I don't I don't yeah. want to get into the I don't want to get into right. all of that. Right. We're we are where we are, certainly. There's no changing that. Yeah, that's a good a good way to put it. We are where we are, and that's that's what we're that's what we have to deal with. Yeah. And you know, vaccine, things like that. Okay, great. Um you cross when those it, bridges when, it, when it's a realistic thing that you can do. Yeah. Right. When it, when when people start getting them and you know athletes are going to be first in line to do it, okay, whatever. We'll we'll have those conversations when they need to be had. Yep. But a 60 game season sounds great. It's totally doable. It's it it feels like a real season cuz that 48 game season still didn't feel like a real season. It, it feels short. It does. So, a 60 game season is a real one. It's a, a decent length. Uh, it allows it allows for to be honest, it just it allows for the the cream to rise to the it, top. It feels long enough that a team can't just go on a month and a half hot streak and and make it into the playoffs based solely on that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, think about the Buffalo Sabers a couple of years ago having that ten game winning streak in the first twenty games of the season. If you only it, have forty eight games, right. it's almost impossible if to the miss the playoffs. After ended that. in December that year, right? They're in the playoffs, but. So it's it it gives you and and it gives teams it gives teams a chance to survive injuries, yep. um, poor stretches of play, things like that. Not not a full. I mean, we're, you're cutting off a fourth of the season. Think of, think about how crucial the last twenty games have been to in seventeen, the Avalanche eighteen, and, and eighteen, in nineteen. It was two critical. of the last yeah. three seasons. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just just absolutely like necessary for them to even make the postseason yep so you're i mean those games matter but i tell you they if we're, 60 game season is still no excuse for this team to underachieve i will say that right now mm-hmm. but a 60 game season is a good length it you're trying to get the most you can out of the situation we we've talked before where an 82 game season really just isn't viable at this point based on the circumstance. Um, even if they do start on January 1st, first with them pretty much having a hard date of mid July with the Olympics coming, there's still the possibility of maybe opening up the rights to where they could play on other channels, but you're getting into the, a lot of what ifs there. So yeah. if you look at what they have to play in these six and a half months, or potentially less, depending on when they get started. If you get 60 games out of that, that's that's pretty darn good. I mean, 30 mm-hmm. days, six. So it's call it like 200 days, right? Roughly of time they have to play to play 60 games plus playoffs. Now, if they don't start January 1st. Yeah, that's where every every day longer you wait, it's going to get tighter and tighter and tighter. Right. 
if you start January 15th and training camp starts on January 1st and your season starts two weeks after that, I think you're going to, I think you'll still be in pretty good shape. Yep. And it, and it won't feel like such a desperate sprint. Yep. But even that makes it tough. If for whatever reason they have to push it back to the start of February and training camp start in mid January, you're probably not getting 60 games. Yeah. You're probably looking back at the 48 games. Yep. And, and of course, 60 games is better than no games sober, but that I honestly, at this point, I'm not super worried about that. The one positive thing you have out of these discussions is it seems like everyone's on the same page and they want to have a season at least at this point. Yeah. There isn't, you know, like the, the lockout season, you know, there was a lot of, we will do this if we have to. Right. It's that, that important. That sentiment has not come up. It seems to this point, at least. Right. It's there's still a little bit. There's still a little bit of, Hey, for some teams, they'll lose less money if they just don't bother having a season. But it's not a prevalent opinion, and everybody involved wants a season. Yep. We know we know what it looked like, and you can't you can't you definitely can't just be like, all right, well, these six teams just bounced out of the seasons. So now we've got twenty five teams in the league. You know, you you're not going that route. I mean, you are if you're the ECHL, but <laughs> no, the ECHL is in a different financial. Uh, of course, I know, I know. Yeah. So, and especially for a league like the NHL that does do revenue sharing, you're you're kind of all in or all out with that yeah. type of thing. So, yeah. I mean, imagine being part of the players' association and being like, "Well, I played for one of those teams that just bounced." So, see you guys. Like. At that point, you'd have to have a redistribution draft. Oh, man. that would, It'd be For like one season. you'd have to do so much. Yeah, because those teams would come back. So guys on multi-year contracts, so they like go back to their old team. God, that would be nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, obviously, you wouldn't have that draft, but it would be like they should just to make it like, right. hey, we're going to have a huge lotto. And then, you know, this team doesn't play say like the Jets for whatever reason wouldn't play. You have that entire top six that gets dispersed for one year. Just be nuts. Mm. All right. Who, uh, who's ping pong ball are we denting to get line A? <laughs> I mean, Hellebuck, man. Hellebuck too. That's true. Yeah. I mean, no offense, Groovy, but <laughs> you want to throw a, you want to throw a Vesna winner with a, with a heart trophy finalist since he's never going to win the heart. <laughs> He'll just be a finalist of a bunch of times in his career. That's right. 8,500 to win for Kale McCarr is going to win one first. That's right. <laughs> so it it could be things could get crazy, but I think the expectation is something will get done. It's just a matter of when at this point. Yeah, it's just a it's a really it sucks because it's like a frustrating waiting process. Yep. Where you watch these negotiations and you don't have trust in either party, knowing <laughs> right, that right. they have been so like lockout heavy. Yep. Where it's just like, uh... wouldn't three times in the last two decades they've had some yeah. kind of lockout? So well, and and you've got Don Fear running the NHLPA, who was like Mister Lockout in baseball. Yeah, when he when he was running their players' union. Anyway, they'll get yeah. it. They'll get something done. Um, but the the urgency to get it like we say, like, hey, there's a, there, it's only a week and a half until December first, but it's still a week and a half. There's still a little bit of time there. There's a lot can happen in any you know you're negotiating several hours a day trying to hammer this thing out. Eventually, you're gonna you're gonna claw your way towards middle ground. You're gonna find an answer that everybody's gonna be able to live with. And I believe the next official announcement on meetings and things is supposed to come on Monday. So they already have some things lined up. You know, will it be another "Hey, we met and we're not there," or will there be something to talk about? We'll wait and see. But yeah, um, 
We'll take our second period break there to acknowledge Strava Craft Coffee, which for today you can still get down at the DNVR Bar Cold Brew, but you can also order online at StravaCraftCoffee.com and use code DNVR20 to get 20% off every single time you buy. You can get their subscription service as well, so you don't have to worry about it every week. They can give you options two, three, four, six, or eight weeks. And it's been known to help many different aches and pains, including migraines, joint pain, anxiety, IBS, many other things as well. So if you haven't tried it yet, give it a try today. And of course, be sure to tweet and let us know when you love it. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. So let's take a look at the proposed divisions, which for the most part are what we expected. Uh, Colorado moving into what they're calling the West Division with the California teams, uh, Arizona, Vegas, and then also Dallas and Minnesota getting thrown in there as well. Um, obviously this is, if you're not up to speed, they're doing this because they're creating a Canadian division to solve the Canadian border problem. So teams can play all of their games without having to deal with the quarantine issues of crossing that border. Um, yeah, that Vancouver to, uh, Montreal flight. Pretty brutal. (laughs) Looking forward for those guys to be doing that. But But that's why baseball style series, right? You'll, you'll play Three games, you know, you fly in Friday, you play, you fly in Thursday, you play Friday, day off on Saturday, play Sunday and fly home immediately. Yep. And not only does it bring up the baseball side of things, but you bring up an interesting point with Vancouver to Montreal. How do you work the conferences in the NHL as this? Because Canada could go in the West or the East based on the teams in it. Right. Um Where, where the where where they put Canada or or the Central Division, which conference? Yeah, my 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 on this laptop, my mic is or my camera is over here, and I keep at home. It's on doing quotes side. outside of the camera, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so I gotta I gotta remember to use this hand now. Um, they've got to come up with conferences for the playoffs. Is the yeah. issue, um, and whichever one, you know, you look at if you're looking at those two divisions. You're hoping like hell they throw Canada's in the, the West. West because we talked about it the other day in the standard Western Conference. It's Colorado and Vegas are, are kind of their runaway two best teams, right? But if you throw Pittsburgh and Tampa Bay into the West from that Central uh, Division, <laughs> yeah. all of a sudden the West is looking spooky. <laughs> even even Columbus, which I think got low key quite a bit better. Um, I think they. I think they address some problems and and they're going to get, you know, one extra year, assuming their goaltending is legit. You know, Max Domi is your 2C. Pierre-Luc Dubois, you know, I think they're going to be, Columbus is going to be really good. And that central division is going to be, like it always is, a bloodbath. Yep. Like you, you look at that division and the central division still has two bottom feeders in Chicago and Detroit. But every other team thinks it's a playoff team. And like even Chicago, you expect to be competitive. They're not probably not a playoff team, but they're not going to be a pushover, assuming they get a goaltender. Um, Detroit's going to get just slaughtered in that division. But yeah, I still think like I think Detroit made enough talent upgrades that that looks, you know, instead of the 40 point team that they were on their way to be. They'll be a sixty-five point team or whatever, right. but whatever, whatever the the sixty-game version of a seventy-point team is, that's yeah. what that Detroit team looks like. Sure. With hey, if if they get really good goaltending, we saw with Winnipeg last year, really good goaltending can just elevate you. Yep. It. it so that maybe there's a a plus side to that. Maybe that division will eat itself up a little bit with that many quality teams, but at the end of the day, if they're in the West, you're going to have to play one of those teams in the second round, in the third round, certainly. Well, depending on, depending on which playoff format they use, because right. they use the regular format and not the, not the seeded format from last summer, they use the regular format. It's It goes by divisions. 
So right. well, that the Central will cannibalize itself until it gets to the Western Conference. But in the first round, Colorado. It depends. It, it does. Does Colorado or Vegas win the West? Right, and and then they're playing a wild card team. Because, like, you look at the West right now, and you have to say Dallas is the clear cut third best team. Yeah, based on this Western Conference. But keep in mind, um, no Ben Bishop, no Tyler Sagan. They had surgery in November. They said that the timelines were five months. Yeah. That makes that's that's an April return. I'm going to say March because. You're hoping that's the halfway point of the season, basically. Yeah, and so you're you're saying they're missing Tyler Sagan, who you know we saw with Kudobin last year that the the stars can survive without Ben Bishop, but in an in, in an aggressive schedule that that we're going to see, the backup goaltender is going to matter a lot. Yeah. So Jake Ottinger is going to get he's going to get he's going to get games for the stars. However that however that goes. You're feeling a lot better if Ben Bishop is healthy. But there's nothing, there's nothing behind Tyler Sagan to make you feel better. There's just there's just there just isn't. There is there's nothing there. I mean it's it's one of the reasons why when you and I look at Dallas, we're kind of dismissive of them. Because it's like they they just don't really have that that high end talent there. They got hot in the in the playoffs last year and had a lot of things just go their way. You know, they won a seven-game series in which their starting goaltender had an 899 safe percentage. So, you know, like a lot of things, a lot of things broke their way. I don't I don't feel like it's a controversial thing to say that. You can say, oh, AJ, well, you just keep dismissing Dallas at every turn. Okay, cool, whatever. But them not having Tyler Sagan for potentially half of their regular season and whatever impact the the switch from Bishop to Ottinger is that's a big deal. Like I mean, if that's going to be a major impact on where they go. I don't think that there's a clear cut third out West. When you consider those injuries, it, especially we're already talking about 60 games. If it gets any shorter and you're missing those yeah. guys, I mean, every game is just so important that it gets real tough for Dallas. Yeah, they're, missing those they guys. might, they might be the one team that's like dying for a February 1st start. Please, our guys need to get healthy. (laughs) But I I think you're right. I mean, not a ton is expected out of Minnesota this year. Not a ton is expected out of pretty much any of these teams. L.A., they're expected to be better, but not there yet. Anaheim, who the hell knows? The one team that's expected to bounce back a little bit by a lot of people is San Jose. But yeah. We'll wait. But how far do they bounce right. back? Like, exactly. That's going to depend a hundred percent on their goaltending. Like that's still San Jose is still a team with some talent, but they're only going to be as competitive as their goaltending allows them to be. Yep. If and they're giving you know, up four we, goals a game, they're not going anywhere. Arizona, I think we would all kind of dismiss because of the absolute shit kicking that took place in the postseason, but. That's still a team. Like if Darcy Kemper is still going to be a Vesna caliber goaltender, you know, Kemper and Ranta have both been outstanding. It's just injuries that have caused them issues. If those guys are both healthy and they're both rocking and rolling, Arizona is going to be a tough out every night. They're they don't scare you deep in as for as a team that goes deep in the playoffs. But I I think that's talented. That's the case for a lot of these teams in the in the Western yeah. Conference outside of the top two is, look, in a seven-game series, you feel pretty good, but yeah. they have the talent where on any given night, you could lose to them. Definitely. And whichever, whatever format they use is going to have a huge impact on who finishes second in this race yep. between Vegas and Colorado, assuming those teams live up to expectations, of course. Because you could fast forward to the end of the season and, you know, somebody falls flat on their face every single year that, that we're not expecting to. Last year it was San Jose. Uh, who is going to be this year? We don't know. Yep. You know, it could be either one of Vegas or Colorado. Somebody, some one of the obvious good teams always disappoints. Will struggle, yeah. So, and especially in, a, in, a, in an ab- abbreviated season. <laughs> 
there could be a couple. You know, those yeah. last 20 games could end up being a big, big deal. Um, you look at uh, you look at this though, and and Colorado and Vegas vying for that one seed in the Western Division is massive. Yep. Because if Colorado, say Colorado gets second place, Colorado then and they use the old divisional format, not the seeded yep. format from last year. Uh, they they go back to that Colorado second place. They play whoever's third in this yep. division, while Vegas gets. One of the two wild card teams. Colorado, like if Dallas is the third team, Colorado gets beat up by Dallas by coming in yeah. second, and then has to play likely Vegas in the next round. Right. Whereas and Vegas is playing an old San Jose team, uh, uh, Arizona team that struggles to produce in the playoffs. I mean, the difference there, I agree with you, is very big. Well, and then and then the third round, the third round, just to get to the Cup Finals, you're talking. You could be talking Tampa Bay Lightning. Yeah, you know, it could be Tampa Bay, it could be Pittsburgh, St. Louis, Columbus. Like maybe things click for Nashville, right? Like one of those teams is going to come out of that pile. There's a very real possibility that the team coming out of the West, if it is the West and the Central and the West, has to beat three of the five best teams in the league just to make the cup finals straight up. And then, and then whoever's coming out of the East, you're just, you're, you know, whoever makes it to the cup final makes it the cup final. And you're just, you just kind of whatever. That's, that is what it is. Yeah. But you look at, you look at like the, the, that Eastern division, like you have Boston and Philly and Boston, Philly, Washington, um, you really, you know, the Islanders and Rangers uh, and Hurricanes, all those teams are planning to be competitive. Buffalo, you have to say, take a took a big, big step forward. With Hall, um, yeah. Yeah, New Jersey, you have to feel like probably took a step forward. That could be a really fun and competitive division, but it's still going to be pretty predictably top-heavy. Yep. Where, where would be interesting, you know, if the central or the Canadian division, one of those is going to be the one that, that ends up in the Western conference right. for the postseason purposes, which one of those teams do you want in the third round? Because you look at that Canadian division, I think Toronto is the runaway best team there with Montreal, Winnipeg and Vancouver, uh, Calgary, Edmonton. It's just a lot of blah. Yeah. Like there's, it's a lot of like, Solid teams, but funnily enough, there's a lot of teams in the Calgary zone, right? Like a lot of teams where it's like you get them. If you got them in the first round, those teams would make you nervous. Yep. But pretty much after that, like Toronto, you never know. Like if if everything clicks for Toronto and their defense is good and uh, Freddie Anderson's at the top of their game, Toronto's Toronto's a scary proposition. Yep, for sure. But they have a lot to prove to to become that way, though. They 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 consistently fallen flat on their face in 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 the postseason, and until until they proven you know until they do otherwise, you're just not like if that's the best that that division has to offer, you absolutely are like we'll take that over the central. One hundred percent. The because central has that, at least one, if not two, teams that are cup contender favorite type teams right like you i i'm looking at the central and st louis hates this because they're like yeah. jesus we went from having to deal with the abs and now we're dealing with the lightning we're dealing with the penguins or we're dealing with the blue jackets and you still and got on top stuck of with like, nashville that's not an easy out by any means and things right, like that <laughs> you still get stuck with a really talented nashville team you get stuck with a really talented florida team who on any given night can can be a really big handful Yep. And then whatever happens with Detroit and Chicago happens, right? Yeah. If the one of those one of those teams gets frisky, it just makes life that much harder. Yep. But you're talking the the difference in playoff routes. You know, trying to build a route to 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 seeing what's the difference in you know to would you rather have Tampa Bay if if you were to to rank the teams between the Central and Canadian divisions and say which one do you want in the the conference finals? 
your average rank is going to be way higher for the central than the, the right. Game. It's like it's like Toronto is the one that scares me the most, and then after that, if Edmonton gets there, if then things have gone very very well for them, and Connor McDavid is always going to scare me. I'm sorry, but he is. Um, Montreal's got Carey Price, and if that they they've put so much talent on the wings that if they're young centers all mature and take a huge step forward this year. If they're in the conference finals, that means that happened and they're in they're very they're a very scary the, proposition. I mean this is this is the problem with the Canadian division is none of those teams have proved it. Not a single right. one has proved to be a true cup contender. I, the closest in recent history is the Jets, I guess. But it it really is. They were in a conference finals just a couple of years ago. Yep. But the rest of that league, yes, Toronto should be a very good team, but they haven't made it out of the first round in a decade. Some of that is bad luck because of the division. Playing Boston that in every year, and, sure. but And this setup. This setup could screw them, too, because, hey, what is, you know, there's a realistic possibility here. Say one of these teams, you know, Vancouver, Winnipeg, somebody, you know, Calgary, Edmonton, whatever. One of those teams wins the division. Toronto gets stuck in that 2-3 matchup again. They play Montreal. Carey Price just shuts Stunned. down that explosive yep. offense, and it's the same story for these guys. Yep, you know, and they they can't get they can't get out of that first round. Somebody else moves on, and you're looking at okay, well, conference finals is now one of those teams. Yep, and that's I mean that's that's all assuming Colorado can get through Dallas in a first round. You know, in this in this hypothetical, it's get through Dallas and then get through Vegas. Those are rounds. Those those are the teams they play. They were set to play in rounds two and three this last summer, and now that's that's their whole Western Conference. That's their whole like road to the to the Cup Finals is those two teams, and I then mean, the winner of the of the the other division, and then you have the Cup Finals. That's a that's an all time gauntlet. It is. Uh, for the record, I would one hundred percent run back the Colorado Dallas series, assuming health. But same. We didn't get to see Colorado Vegas, so who even knows there? Yeah, yeah, it's it's gonna be wild. It's gonna be a crazy season, one way or another, from start to finish. Those those decisions that they're that they're leaning to, they've even you know wish that today they were talking about uh, a five team division as well. Yeah, I don't know how that works, but. Who knows? I, for all we weird. know, they could announce on Monday that we're not even doing con- conferences and four teams from each division just go. Like, we have no idea. Or the they're the only doing conferences and they're skipping divisions and yeah. the top eight teams just go. We Or the top 16 teams, you know, they, they scrap the whole thing. The top 16 teams make the playoffs and they seed one, you know, one versus 16, two versus 15 and on and on and on. So and then go from there. So no doubt we'll have updates on this when the news comes out is what I'm saying. <laughs> right. But, but I'm, I'm, it's going to be like, if they, if they do kind of stick with these divisions and uh, that decision between Canada or central in the Western conference is going to play a huge role in determining the outcome of the postseason. That's yep. a huge decision. It is. And We'll have to wait for the NHL to make it. Uh, as we wrap up here, we have Green Mountain Dental Group, which we've had several people switch to to make their permanent family dentist over the years as listeners to our podcast. They reach out and let us know how great their experience was and thank us for leading them to such a wonderful practice. There's honestly nothing more rewarding than hearing from our listeners. So please, if you go to Green Mountain Dental Group or any other of our sponsors, be sure to hit us up and let us know about it. For Green Mountain Dental Group, they're in Lakewood just 15 minutes from downtown and they're the best family-owned dentist in the metro area as well as big colorado sports fans just like everyone here at dnvr plus you get a free sonicare toothbrush when you get a cleaning x-ray and exam with them so hit them up today and get your teeth taken care of aj do we have any final thoughts at this point as as the nhl moves towards whatever a season might look like next year um no, I don't think I have anything additional for today. I, I think that is a good way to sum it up. We have to come up with a free skate Friday show. We do. We do. We and will we have, have to come up with a gaming show. Yeah. Work to do. Always work to do. <laughs> but That's right. 
while we work on that, I hope y'all have a great rest of your Thursday. We'll be back tomorrow with some fun for you and back next week as well. So I hope all y'all take it easy and we'll talk to you then. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.